0: If you've been paying attention on Sunday mornings, we're back into divine service setting three. We sang divine service setting one for a while there during the summer, and in setting one we sing one of our favorite songs, this is the feast, but in setting three we sing the Gloria in Excelsis, glory be to God on high and goodwill and peace to men on earth. However, in Advent, we have not sung that quite yet. In Advent and in Lent, in the penitential seasons of the church year, when we go to sing the divine service together, we take a little bit more of a solemn approach in those seasons, and we withhold certain things. In Advent, the Gloria, in Lent, the Gloria and the Alleluia's. Withholding certain things so that when they come back at Christmas and Easter, we have extra joy. We have an extra sense of joy for what has now come to full fruition. And that is a glorious moment when all of Advent you have not sung glory be to God on high and on on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And then all of a sudden, on Christmas Eve, you get to join with the angels from Luke 2 and sing those words again. We get a little bit of a preview of this tonight, since that is our Advent Medweek series, the Songs of Luke. And this is one of the songs. And it is beautiful, this song in Luke, the Gloria in Excelsis, which means glory in the highest. It is a beautiful thing when we sing that together in church. I like it especially in that divine service setting three when the pastor begins, glory be to God on high. And then as we'll sing together in a little bit here, the whole congregation joins in for peace, goodwill on earth. And then the whole rest of it as well. I like that because it mimics what the angels do in Luke 2. If you notice that, that when the shepherds are scared and they're filled with fear, one angel comes out and says to them, fear not. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. And I like to imagine that that one angel who popped out and said that to the shepherds was probably the same angel that we've talked about the last two weeks, the angel Gabriel, maybe it was, maybe it wasn't, but I think that would be a nice thing if that was true. And then all of the sudden, as the shepherds are standing there and they're wondering at this news that they have received from this one angel, all of a the sudden there is a, verse 13, a multitude of angels. A multitude of heavenly hosts there with the one angel singing together, praising God, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. And I like how we have designed it. The church in her wisdom has designed it to where we kind of do that on Sunday morning. The pastor starts out glory to God in the highest and then everyone, the whole multitude joins in together to sing with the angels. And once we start singing, we can't stop singing, can we? Although this song in Luke 2 is only two lines, our Gloria and Excelsis that we sing in the divine service, it is a little bit, as you know, as we'll sing in a moment, longer. We include lots of extra praises to God. We include prayers to God, Lord, have mercy on us. We include praises to God, you are the only God, the true heavenly king. But that is also coherent with Luke 2, that once you start singing, it's hard to stop singing to God. You can look at the end there of that passage, verse 20, the shepherds returned. And all the way, as they were going to and from Bethlehem, after they heard this news, all the way, they were glorifying and praising God for all they had seen and heard as it had been told them. Once you start singing, it's hard to stop. But for this tonight, let's just look at these two lines from Luke 2, this very short song or the truncated song, even though we know there's more to the song, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. First of all, glory. Glory is the manifestation of God's holiness. That's what glory is whenever God makes his glory go forth, that is the going forth or the shining forth or the manifestation of his holiness, That thing which makes God, God. You know the Sunday school answer for what is holy, that is what is set apart. God is set apart. He is the creator. We are the creation. And when sin comes into the world, in Adam and Eve, this is what sets them apart. They become unholy. God is holy. They cannot dwell together. That is the nature of holiness. It cannot be near unholiness without destroying it. And so Adam and Eve have to leave the garden. And so it is no surprise then that when the shepherds hear this news from the angels, whenever the angels come and they are themselves a showing forth of glory, a showing forth of God's holiness, they are scared. The glory of the Lord shone around them, verse 9, and they were filled with fear. And rightfully so. When God's glory comes, that is, when his holiness shines forth, we as unholy sinners, we should be scared. Because God's holiness, if it were not for his mercy, would destroy us. It would be too bright, too glorious, too holy for us to be around. And when the shepherds saw it, they were rightfully scared. But the angel said something that changes everything. Fear not, for behold, tonight I bring you good news. I bring you gospel. In his mercy, in his grace, the glory of God can be shown to unholy sinners. In his mercy, in his grace, God's glory was manifest specifically in this way that the shepherds saw on that holy night in a humble baby. God became man. The holy God, the glorious God, he took on the flesh of man. And when he took on the flesh of man, what he was doing was he was uniting his holiness to what could not experience his holiness. He was uniting his glory to that which could not see his glory and be unafraid. God became man so that man might become holy. The holy God became man so that man might again have the chance to be reconciled with the holy, with the glorious God. And so, glory to God in the highest is at once scary news for the shepherds, but then a moment later, realizing what had happened, a moment later, the incarnation of Christ happens a moment later and they are unafraid because they have holiness in their God. And so glory to God in the highest, scary news at first, a moment later, good news, great news, amazing news, so much good, so much greatness that they could not help but sing the song. And it is... Amazing when you think about this humble scene of Christ in the manger, of Christ, the holy, most glorious, the God who created heaven and earth, laying there in human flesh, naked, in a feeding trough for animals. What the angels say, not only glory to God, not only is this humble baby laying in a manger, glorious, But glory in the highest. That's reference to an Old Testament name for God. If you read the Old Testament, it won't be long before you come across this name. The Most High God. The Most High God. In other words, the one who created the heavens and the earth. The creator of all. The sustainer of all. The most glorious of all. God of gods and Lord of lords. No one else can touch him. We cannot see him. We cannot behold him. We cannot feel him. We cannot look at him. The Most High God. And yet, in this moment, the high has become low. The Most High God has become humble. The Most High God now lays in a manger where all of the sudden the shepherds and Mary and Joseph and all the rest of them, even the donkeys and the goats there at the nativity scene, at least I like to imagine they were, can touch him and smell him and feel him and hold him. Glory to God in the highest, he is now here. And that's why the angels couldn't stop with that first line. That's why they had to go on to the second line, because that most high, most glorious God has come down to earth, and for us that means peace and goodwill. Peace and goodwill. What now has mankind access to since God has become man? His peace and his goodwill, or we could say grace his favor toward us. And I think these two things, above all else, do summarize the gifts that Christ brings us when he comes to earth. For if we have his, let's start with goodwill, if we have his grace, if we have his favor toward us, and if he is the most high God, if he is the highest, most glorious, most holy God, Think about it, what else matters? If the one who is the creator and sustainer of all, if the one who created the heavens and the earth and controls everything in them, if the one who is sovereign and all good and all knowing loves you, has favor toward you, has grace toward you, what else matters? If he has said to you and come to you and said, I have goodwill to you, I love you. I will protect you. You will be mine. I will be your God and you will be my people. It means you will be in all circumstances, in all sufferings, in all things taken care of, loved, forgiven. And on top of that, peace. I think this is in some ways the main gift we have on this earth. Until we get to heaven. The main gift in the midst of sin. The main gift in the midst of the temptations of the world. The main gift when the devil attacks us and attacks us and attacks us is this. You have peace. Peace which the world cannot understand. Peace which surpasses all human understanding. Peace which the devil himself cannot comprehend. That when those things come, when the sinful temptations come, when the world comes, when the devil comes, there is something you have, this gift, this peace, that you cannot be overwhelmed. You cannot be overtaken. You have a refuge in the Most High God. He has given you his peace. Sin, you're forgiven. The devil, the victory's won. He's been defeated. The world, it's passing away. I'm preparing for you something better, says that baby in the manger. A peace which surpasses all understanding. And these things come from this incarnation of Christ. And that's why we sing. That's why we can't help but sing. It's why we sing with the angels, just like the shepherds sang with the angels on that night, that this birth of Christ, God's glory is now manifest to us. And his holiness is now your holiness. His grace is now your grace. His peace is now your peace. And so through that birth, he brings you these gifts. These gifts that you sing about with the angels, these gifts that you sing about every Sunday, these gifts that you cannot stop singing about once you start singing. And so let's now stand and sing about these together.